BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit. This is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to this Friday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel. Uh, here with Joel Elkanen and Dennis Dick, we are having some internet gremlins in the office today. So coming to you from a uh, Good morning, spontaneous setup here as I work through some gremlins on my computer. But uh, so we, we've we've got a show. We've got some stuff going on. Just we're kind of working through these internet problems. I got Dennis here. He's all good in Canada. So uh, I'll just throw it to you, Dennis. Uh, we've got some news. We've got some movers. Joel will join us in a minute. Uh, what's going on here? Uh, S&P is continue the same story here. The rally continues. Nothing spooks this market. Um, You know, we get word yesterday that that plane was potentially shot down with a missile. Market just shrugs it off anyways. I mean, this is just the same story. This market just goes up. It seems like no matter what. But, uh, you know, how do you fight the tape? Like, you know, if you're shorting stocks, it's a difficult thing to do. With that being said, I will tell you one stock that you actually have a potential out on now is Tesla if you were playing it from the short side. Little potential double top from yesterday there. 498.49 the high two days ago. Yesterday's high, 498.80, so within 30 cents of each other. I actually did play this. Um, I, I saw after the open, I was like, it, it missed the 500 again. I was like, oh, it could reverse here. I shorted in the 496 handle. And then somehow I talked myself out of it and I ended up covering just, I actually ended up covering a four in the 494 handle, but I talked myself out of it. I was taking off. I didn't want to babysit the position. I was like, I should just put a stop at 500 and then go about my, my way and my business. And I was like, nah, you know, I'm trying to short a rocket ship. And, you know, I just got done lecturing everybody about trying to short rocket ships and how right. you lose money. So talked myself out of holding on to it and it would have been a good one because the stock lost over 25 points from where I shorted it um, at that point in time. So I think there is the potential that you have the little double top, which means you could have a short term top in. So maybe we don't see 500. We got darn close, but maybe we don't see it. Maybe you know, they shrug it off and maybe they just buy it up there today. But the bears finally at least have a candle working in their favor. Yesterday's candle on TSLA. And again, 
not like there's any news here. It's just the. It's way. all just trading on momentum now, yep. and yeah, there's no news here. I mean, we had a couple. You know, the the media will say, "Oh yeah, the downgrades did yesterday," but you saw them shrugging it off in the morning. Um, so I don't think it's news that was driving this. No. It's just continuum. It's a little stall. It's stalled for a bit. Is the run done? I don't think it's overall done, but I I could see how it could cool off for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, may, maybe gives the give the bear some fodder. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we have a jobs number today. We had a couple of earnings to talk about some ratings. Where would you like to start? Start us off here. Our, our guest is Bill Santiago, uh, trader. Oh, nice. He he would join us at eight thirty five. Although Dennis, uh, did you remember to do? A, a trivia. I'm not sure we can do a hot potato segment. With, oh my uh, goodness! No, I did not. I'm not sure we can even do it with uh, with this little uh, newfangled. No, and I forgot. Anyway, got... I mean, I could come up with something on the fly very no, quickly it's okay. here, but uh, I, I always I, forget everything. I, we I might have to push the hot potato into next week. I think we can. We have some and... fun with Bill coming on anyway, so we will just yeah. keep Bill for an extra five minutes, and we'll get our laughs that way. All right, Joel. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Oh, fix, fix your camera. What is maybe. Joel? What are we looking at? Hans. Uh, where, where Hans. We're looking he's, at, he's, uh, in, he's watching Frozen. What am I'm I looking not, at? It says Hans sure. G. Yeah. That's sure. funny, though. What is that? Is that your computer? Wait, I don't know. We're, I don't even know. What the hell is <laughs> okay, camera? Joel, you're in a hot mic. Well, so. we, 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 we turned, <laughs> I turned your camera off, Joel, so we're all good. Yeah, we're, good there there is a pile of gremlins here today. Yeah, the, the internet in the office is being very, very unreliable this morning. So um, we're all on our mobile devices. But uh, let's jump into some earnings here. I guess the only earnings report uh, worth worth discussing this morning. Uh, KB Homes, we got that report after the yeah. yesterday. KBH, I'll read you those numbers right now. The Q4 EPS, a buck 31, beat by two cents. The sales missed a buck uh, 156. First one point six one billion dollars. So EPS beat sales miss. Guys, thoughts? Uh, Lenar, again, you see the same story here all the time. The home builders, you know, the, often beat it. Lenar often beats it. Len usually kicks it off. Usually beats the number. Usually rallies initially and then gives it all back. I mean, it's like Groundhog Day in the home builder land. And then Lenar set the bar a little bit higher, but everybody's spooked to go and buy any other home builder because they saw what happened to Lenar. I even had traders messaging me before wanting to go short KB Homes ahead of it just because of the Lenar action off of an okay report on LEN. Well, KB Homes is a flat-out miss. It's not surprising that it's down. It always seems like these home builders are an opportunity to buy, though, on the pullbacks. I know I'm coming at 36 but I think it's down to $34, $35. There's lots of underneath demand here. The stock was bouncing up there to um, you know near near the highs anyways we're getting back to 2017 highs so i think you have underneath demand here i don't see this thing just cascading and losing like five bucks i think uh you will find support in the 34 to 35 area over the course of the next week or two um i'd actually be a, a buy the dipper on this one if it got low 35 uh big bar here um on the headline number uh actually you made your high and your low for the pre-market and after hours 37.60 on the spike. Uh, then you went lower and you made a pre-market low in the thir- 35 handle, 35.20. Just kind of hanging out. This is a tough one because you've had a rally from 32 and a half um, all the way up to 37 plus here. So I'm gonna. I'd have to. I don't know. I can't really give you a level here. I'll give you 34. I'll go with you, Dennis. 34.89. 
that's your four-day low. We haven't seen it yet. We're a buck away from it. So there's uh, there's your support here for KBH. But did get a nice pop and a drop. We'll see if buyers come in this morning. The real kickoff of earnings season is going to be the banks next week. So that's where the fireworks will start from earnings. But we're going to have fireworks here in 15 minutes because we're going to get the jobs data for December. Let's see what it looks like here because um, – yeah, that's going to be uh, obviously a big mover here for the markets. Out of all the economic reports that we get, the main one, the one that moves the markets is always the jobs data. So this is kind of like the calm before the storm here. We've had some increased volatility, at least in the last few days, you know, worries about the war. So I would expect some increased volatility. I don't think this is going to be a non-event. I think you're going to see some decent movement here in 15 minutes. Um, do we have a preview, Spencer, of what yeah, the jobs just are looking two, just for? Yeah, just two numbers to look out for. 164,000, uh, a non-farm payroll estimate, 164. Unemployment expected to go to 3.5%. So that's where we're at. 3.5% unemployment, 164,000 non-farm payrolls. Those are the two most important numbers to look for at 830. So we'll come back to that in a few minutes here. Let's move on. Lots of analyst action here once again. Yep. This is always historically one of the biggest weeks for analysts because they all come back from their holidays. They're gearing up. They're writing their reports. By Tuesday, Wednesday, they're starting to pump them out. Usually a Friday is very slow for analyst action and a Thursday night is very slow for analyst action. But there was a lot of action again simply because this week everybody's back from the holidays and they're getting their papers out there. So some interesting ratings here. Actually, some fairly big ones here. Uh, let's first go over to uh, um, some of the tech stocks here. I'm looking at the Mizuho, and they look like they're upgrading a couple Apple components here. We look at QRVO and SWKS, both going from neutral to buy. I guess they look at that Apple chart, and they say, wow, maybe you know these other uh, uh, <laughs> Apple components might be doing well here as well. So QRVO trading up $2 on the upgrade from Mizuho. SWKS, same story here. It's up $2.66. Nice lift for both these stocks. Joel, what is the technical saying you know in these what? couple of Apple these, components? These things haven't rallied. I mean, I, you know, I like the call. I see what the analyst is doing here. But, I mean, these things haven't. Like, I'm looking at the Cuervo here. And, uh, man, this thing has not rallied anything like the Apple has at all. Oh, it's true. Yeah. And it's a catch-up trade here. Yeah, now just bump. I mean, you are bumping up against um, old time highs here. And you're at 114, 14, that's up $2.18. Spiked up to 117.10. So you are three bucks off. That's why someone got a little excited there. Uh, but I'll just look at uh, 115 for right now. I mean, we haven't taken out yesterday's high at all. Well, yesterday's high was 114. Yeah. So we are trading above that. Just go to your daily levels, 115.24. That would be the next target, uh, even though you did get over that in the uh, pre-market trading. After that, it opens up to 117.40. SWKS, boom, that is up, trading up 278. Looks like someone has a little bit of opinion here at 123. Uh, we hit that in the pre-market trading, backed off that, but uh, coming off a great December. We'll see what uh, it does with these uh, these upgrades. And, I, and just an interesting thing yesterday, Dennis. Uh, it took a little while, but Tesla did succumb to that double downgrade. I mean, that I don't and, know. If and we were talking about that just off the hop, and I know the stream maybe would not have been enabled there. And I was saying I actually played it um, 
when we got up there, and I, I, maybe people heard this, maybe they didn't. I said it right off the hop, and then a couple of people said they didn't hear what I was talking about. Um, I always look when, you know, and I talked about this the day before, like, give me a setup, give me something. It kind of gave it to you right in the morning if you're a day trader, because you got up there near the previous day's high, and then you started to peel off of it. And I was like, oh, maybe they're going to be the old, uh, everybody thinks it's going to 500 trick, which I even said on the show, and they're going to pull the rug out from under them. And they kind of did. So they stopped it from going to over 500, at least temporarily here. And that is concerning if you're in this thing right now, because the double tops, we often see, you know, stocks reverse. And I know technicians, you know, when you read a technical analysis book, they talk about double tops and they're looking at it, you know, from a month ago, and then it's getting back to the same area and they see a double top. When Joel and I talk double tops, we're shorter term traders. We're looking for two consecutive highs in the same days. And you often see stocks reverse when they set something like that up. And we have that in place here, 30 cents on a $498 stock. I'll call that a little mini double top all day. So now you have some people thinking that maybe we're not going to get to 500. So I think, you know, the sell rating probably maybe gave it a little bit of gas to get away from it a little bit quicker, but they were shrugging that off all morning. So I don't think it was so much that as the fact that we couldn't get up over 500 two days in a row. And that maybe spooked a few of the longs. Yeah, it did. It is trading up about 443 this morning. It, uh, 545.87 just ticked 486. So for this one, for you Tesla followers, it's just, you know, you got the double top there to lean on. I don't think we're going to see that today. You can never say never. Uh, but the more important price uh, for anybody that's following Tesla here is that all time closing high at 492.14. So get another rally here up in, you know, $7. I think you find some resistance there. Also, if you like, if you're just dying to short this thing here, you just can't resist it. What did you have? A 26 point decline, right? 499, uh, 473. You take no. half of that, eight, you know, maybe you get up to, uh, um, what, what was it? 26, that's 13. So you get up to 485, 486, you're getting this 50% retracement here of that bounce. So if you just, if you have to pull the trigger on a short here, in Tesla, you're willing to lose 10, 15 bucks or whatever. This is the 50% retracement of that move so far. We're starting to leak here ahead of the number. We've given back most of the pre-market gain. Don't we have to go down eventually, Dennis? We were talking about well, this. Well, eventually, but who knows when that is. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to be a hero here, trying to sell this market a couple of times, and um, it hasn't worked out that well. I mean, it's been a very difficult market for the shorts. So we are going to get a big number here in, in nine minutes. Maybe we get some fireworks. Maybe we get some sell-off. Maybe we get a big rally here again. Uh, but, you know, you just got to kind of go with the flow. I mean, this market shrugs off all, all the political risk it's been shrugging off. It's shrugged off, you know, the, a, a lot of, you know, for over the last year. I mean, we've just shrugged off every time we've come into yeah. something, you know, the trade deal, whether that wasn't going well. The market just has continued to climb the wall of worry. It's hard to really get bearish. And I, I was talk, talking kind of bearish a couple of days ago, and then I talked myself out of it about 10 minutes later. I said, look, let's just look at the technicals. Let's play it technically. Yep. This market is not in trouble until SPY gets under 320. So, I mean, you can worry about all this stuff, but you can just take it and look at the technicals. We are in a nice uptrend here, continuing to go. It looks like it's breaking out. I mean, there's no reason, in my opinion, to get heavy short until you take out 320 spy then i would be concerned so yep. it's seven points to lean on here and uh we were also we were looking at some of the premiums in here and even though you know we're kind of at a low volatility in the market 
they're still still making you pay up for any kind of those options if uh, if you want to try if you want to try things on the short side there. But uh, oh yeah, the premiums were crazy. We were looking for protection. Me and Joel were just you know shopping for protection yesterday, just in case. And I mean, even though the VIX is low, you still look and you're like, oh, you know. And I guess this is you know it's hard to buy protection, but if you want to protect yourself out a month on spy, it's going to cost you you know four four to five dollars. So you four bucks at least. So you're going to pay one and a half percent for that protection. It's tough. It's tough. So, I mean, one and a half, one percent. I mean, you can go out and I did shop out. If you want to protect yourself for the whole next year, you're looking at about seven percent. It's going to cost you to protect yourself. Yeah. But I mean, I'll, and a, that's what the market averages overall. So you can see what the option raters are saying. So it's difficult to just, you know, buy puts and people, you know, if you time it right, it can work really well. But buying puts has been a loser's game in this market for the last decade. So yeah. very, very, very difficult to time that. I mean, the best course of action the last decade has just been buy and hold. Buy the dip. And uh, just and interesting the here, the, uh, the S&Ps would just uh, didn't get a ch- chance to do that at the top of the show as we were working through a few technical difficulties. We had that all-time closing high yesterday at uh, 32.76 even. Uh, boom. That's right where your pre-market low is, 75 and a quarter important number. Pre-market high, I mean, I'm not even putting – I'm just putting the close, and then I'm not putting any resistance here on, uh, on my levels. But uh, looking at the pre-market high, that's 32.87. So we're hanging out mid-range here on the session. So let's see if we can uh, hold in here, go back um, on the upside. We've been averaging, you know, 25, 30-point range. So if you take that from that 32.75 and a quarter low, I don't know. I mean – 3300 today maybe a possibility we'll see uh, see what things happen after that uh, 830 jobs number 824 Dennis so you got a few minutes before that uh, Spencer you still around there I'm with you guys okay I, I want to go talk the YouTube, here today. The, the YouTube chat is buzzing about ACB we got two downgrades in this stock and there's a lot of people who like to play the pot stock so we got two downgrades. Bank America downgrading the stock to neutral. Piper Sandler is coming out and downgrading the stock to underweight. They're lowering their price target to $1. Yep. We know Gordon Johnson has already said this is a sell, and he's put a zero price target on it. Gordon Johnson is one, you know, not conflicted. He's one of the smarter men in the business. I'm not going to battle him on that call and say, oh, I think there's value here. He thinks it's a zero. I'll go with Gordon and say this trend is definitely not your friend. It's sure trading like it's eventually a zero. Um, we don't know anything, you know, maybe you can turn it around, but until Gordon Johnson turns around and starts to get bullish this thing, I'm definitely not getting long ACB. And just another thing too, relative strength here, you know, you just look at what. It doesn't pot. even, you can't even catch a bit at all. Even some of the other pot stocks caught a bit. Like CGC has actually held up okay. So you talk about best of breed, we talk canopy growth, you know, Kramer's always said it's best of breed. Um, you know, we've obviously had uh, Alan Broxton on the show lots of times, and he's always uh, thought CGC is one of the better ones as well. Um, it's held up. I mean, Kronos caught a bit yesterday too, and it's held those lows. Um, but ACB now continues just to drift down and that's very concerning. You got two downgrades here again, maybe it eventually gets a bounce, but even if you're bouncing here, I mean, if you bought this thing at six, seven, eight bucks, or, you know, even worse than that, uh, you know, is it ever coming back to these 11, $12 levels? I don't think so. I think this is going to be a slow leak. And I think when we look at this a year from now, just my opinion, I think it's going to be under a buck. Where, where did, um, our constellation brands throw in the towel 
and taken uh, that big write off. Well, they've still got the position, so they haven't thrown in the towel. They took the write down, though, did they? Well, they wrote down some of it, yeah, because they, they, they obviously bought CGC way too high. I mean, they pay too much of a premium for these things. We've talked, you know, embarrassedly about and been right about these pot stocks for a year. And I had ACB long, and I, I said the story I thought was over, and I think I sold it around 9 or $10 Canadian. So that would be like 7 or $8 US. And we talked about it on the show. I even told everybody, you know, I was like, I was in it for a while. I'm like, I think this story, like there's stories that cool off, and then there's stories that are over. And, you know, when I sold that ACB back, and we got to go back to the monthlies, because it was a long time ago, we said on the show, and we're going back into the, like April, um or, or you know may like late late spring early summer um i was saying i think the story in the pot stocks is over the competition has now officially started these things are all in breakdown mode cgc was breaking down through 40 it's now at 20 chronos was breaking down through like 16 17 dollars it's now at seven a free was you know trading up there around 10 or 11 bucks and it's now at four i mean the story here is over and the reason that the valuations were nosebleed and the competition is coming and a lot of these things are burning cash and what's scary was what was it gordon johnson that was saying there's like 27 months of supply out there in canada was it gordon that was saying that yeah yeah, yeah that was him like 27 months of supply just sitting out there you know looking for a home i mean this is not the kind of industry you know you think about like when the cars have oversupply and you see you know lots full of cars in the detroit or windsor area there and you think that can't be good just envision how much you know pot is sitting there waiting to be sold and yes you can blame the retail stores in canada maybe they didn't get there long enough but i mean this is not there's nothing good really happening and at they least have from to take Canadian it back perspective, right? in this sector. take it back don't they take it back or something isn't there something they, that's what he was saying that there was ways and i don't know all those details Either all i can I. tell you is we can look at the technicals here and tell you there are major problems here when acb goes down every single day you know gets a little relief pop two days later it's right back down here again i mean these are not stocks that i personally want to own hey dennis go wide here the jobs um, number so yeah, you guys wide. keep talking the preview of the jobs Eight number i'm gonna go try to make some trades coming into the jobs number here coming in hot Coming in hot. Going on mute. All right. S&P futures trading up seven handles at 32.83, trading at new all-time high territory. Pre-market high comes in at 32.87. That's your first target on the upside. As I mentioned, pre-market low right by that closing price of 32.76. Your pre-market low stands at 32.75 in a quarter. If you take out the 75 and a quarter, Boom, boom. You have a ways to go to yesterday's interday low at 64 in a quarter. Spencer, did you already, did you already give the, the preview of the jobs number? Yep, I gave just the two high-level numbers. We need to know 164,000 uh, jobs, non-farm jobs added in December. Unemployment rate, 3.5%. That's what we're looking for here. And uh, the jobs report is around the corner. Yep. Yep, here, mid-range on the session, as I said, that comes in at 81 and a quarter. That has been acting as uh, support here. Here we come. We're getting some movement here. Seconds away from the jobs number. It's eminent. It is out 100 and, what do I see, 145,000 non-farm jobs. So weaker than expected non-farm payroll figure. Unemployment holding steady at that 3.5% number, but a weak non-farm payroll print, 145,000 jobs. Added last month, 
versus 160,000 non-farm jobs that was expected. So weak on that headline number. Uh, well, uh, Spoos had a quick dip here. It looks like we dipped under 3280 only momentarily. Uh, bulls and bears are just battling it out here. Mid-range on the session uh, up at these levels, not much to lean on. So the bots are leaning on the uh, that mid-range on the session. <coughs> Let's go take a look at the bond market. Bond market reacting to this. Uh, bond market is rallying. That is not good for your financial stocks here. So, I mean, it, rates are going. I mean, can we just like quit talk about this anywhere? Rates are probably not going anywhere in 2020. I know we had uh, JC Peretz on a couple weeks ago and he thought, you know, interest rates were going to skyrocket and the bonds were going to tank. Well, that's not what we're seeing here in this morning session. Bonds are trading up uh, about a half a point here. BAC in the red here by 13 cents. That's moving a little bit. Uh, let's take a look at JP Morgan. JP Morgan stuck in the mud here at 137.54. That's trading up a dime at this point. Uh, bulls are prevailing here uh, after that. Where'd that dip? That dip wasn't even anything here uh let me go to working on a couple different computers that dip took you to 3279 and now we're back up trying to challenge that pre they bought it I, they bought the dip surprise surprise yeah i mean it wasn't i mean i think and let me see if i can uh where are we one number i like to keep a trade keep an eye on here uh, at 8.30, your last print on that 8.30 bracket came in at 81.50. So right there, that's holding up here, 81.50. There's your support, 32.79. Really, um, I mean, usually on these numbers, you see the stocks, you know, a little bit more of movement. But uh, you're not seeing that here this morning. Maybe uh, Triple D can come in and uh, in a few minutes here. And tell yes. us what you're seeing out in the markets. But right now, we are holding the momentum in the rally. First target here on the up top, upside, your current high at 3287. And one thing, I just wanted to go back real quick. I, I didn't get a chance to chime in on the cannabis discussion because we had the jobs number. But sure. the one thing I want to say is just to provide a counterpoint here. Um, couldn't you reasonably expect there is a chance that these cannabis stocks are overdone again? Right, everyone knew valuations were out of control. Everyone knew Aurora Cannabis probably wasn't worth, you know, whatever 10, 20, 30 bucks a share, whatever, whatever it was at the high $12 a share. Now it's under, now it's a buck here, uh, going lower. So we, we knew there was a consensus agreement that these cannabis stocks were overdone on the upside. Couldn't you say now that they are potentially overdone on the downside too? I, I, I'll say no. I'll say I'll say you're wrong, and this is why because they the valuations were so ridiculous. I mean, and you know, and I know you know there's some. I know I'm, there. I'm saying they're still ridiculous, but just they're, they're still ridiculous. They, they and, and maybe there maybe there's a relief rally in here for a little bit, but if you're saying these things are just cheap and fundamentally cheap, I think you're really wrong. And this is you know why because you look at Afria, um, it's still got a 1.2 billion dollar market cap. I can look at their operations and I see a greenhouse full of marijuana plants. Um, I know this from the town and the greenhouse is, you know, you know, you can value them down there and they're maybe worth, you know, five or $6 million. So you throw a whole bunch of pot plants in there. You're telling me that's worth a billion dollars. 
because they got a bunch of pot plants in these greenhouses, but the guy that's grown cukes and the guy that's grown I mean, I think you're, is think... worth $10 million. I mean, I, I mean that's, they, that's they... where the, the disconnect for me. That's where the personal disconnect is that I can't understand. This isn't like technology that's going to expand and change everything. There is a value. There's value in these companies. They're not, not all of them are zeros. Like obviously there are cannabis, maybe they're burning cash. Maybe that's a different story um, according to Gordon Johnson. But I do not believe that all these companies are worth billions of dollars. So even at these prices, I mean, you know, Afria, we know it was at the highs were three or four or $5 billion or whatever it was, was ridiculous. It's still ridiculous in my opinion at a billion dollars. I think, you know, you start thinking and, you know, we had Mark Yusko on the, sh- on the show and he made a good point. He says they could fall 90% from where they are now and still be fundamentally overvalued. So you could buy some of these stocks at four and it could be at 40 cents. And then they would be fundamentally still overvalued is what Mark Yusko was saying. I, I'm not against them on that. I mean, I kind of, it kind of makes intuitive sense to me there too. So when you have a technology company, you have the ex- possibility of expansion and everybody in the world buying this, but you know, how much, you know, you're, you're growing pot stocks. It's, you know, it's a crop, you know, and you, you, yeah, you have the medical and yes, it's a more expensive crop and yes, you know, so you got to give it some type of a premium, but I'll tell you all those greenhouses that are in Leamington that are growing cukes and tomatoes um, and peppers. Is this worth a hundred times more because they're growing marijuana? That's where, that's why I never, I have always said the pot sector, even when I was long some of these stocks, I'm like, it's like a hot potato. Eventually it's going to end badly. And I believe that's what's happened here. So I think, I think there is still a lot of room to the downside, believe it or not, even though these things have been killed. That's just because the growth guys I believe are out and the value guys like me say, no, thank you. All right. I I think that's my opinion. Uh, time to move on here. I want to bring on our guest, Bill Santiago. He is a trader, also a comedian. Bill, good morning. Hey, good morning. Can you hear me? We can hear you loud and clear. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. It's been too long. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well, Bill. Uh, how have the first few weeks of 2020 been treating you in the market? It's been good. Oh, my uh, God. Good. Oh, fantastic. But before I get into it, I just want to make a disclaimer for all your Benzinga audience. Nothing that I do is educational. Everything that I say is strictly actionable trading advice. Okay, we got to be clear on this. When I'm done, when I'm done, if you're impressed and you want more advice, I've got some best-selling books on Amazon that you should check out, like uh, Diversification is for Pussies. (laughs) <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Going broke recklessly. The downward mobile Bible. <laughs> Some fantastic titles. You gotta check it out. And trust me, I have lost money every day of my three week trading career, so I know what I'm talking about. I've lost everybody every day of my three week trading career. So I know what I'm talking about. You know what? You're probably decade. It's it's a new decade, it's twenty twenty. And we know what's going on. All is well. <laughs> Trump has all, tweeted. All is well as if you're long. <laughs> uh, you got to be long and short. Trump has tweeted. <laughs> the algos have spoken. All is well. We've gone right from the Santa rally straight into a parabolic January effect melt up Kano event. <laughs> And I don't know about you, but I buy every dip in imminent nuclear war. <laughs> <laughs> imminent 
nuclear. That's kind of what the market was saying, at least the other night when we looked you, like we were going got, for World You got to do it. If the likelihood of war goes down 1%, yeah, I'm in. I'm buying everything I can. And then, <laughs> yeah. no, I got I to ask, ask you about this. What happened to all those recession fears? It wasn't that long ago. Correct. Correct. I mean, for Halloween, for Halloween, I went dressed as an inverted yield curve. <laughs> Do, um, do Did you cross over? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do, yeah. I, I just want to ask you about some of your books and some of your writings. Have you done? Oh, what do you want? What do you want? To, what do you want to know? I want to know. Have you written anything about the Fed? The Fed? Yeah, yes. the Fed to me is uh, Pac uh, Tony Powell. If he comes out and uh, he sees his shadow. <laughs> If he sees the shadow, we're in for six oh. more months of low interest rates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like people wait for him every day. It's such a, it's such a ridiculous thing. Every couple of weeks, is he coming and out? And what's he going to say? Is he breathing? Is he blinking? Like I, I, they're trying to interpret, you know, the wrinkles on his face. And he he had to learn. He had to learn how to like be less uh, talk 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 less and not freak everybody out. But uh, you know, all of, is well. Here, here's what I'm waiting for. Eventually. Eventually, all is well isn't going to do it anymore. The market will bake that in, and then you know it'll hardly move the needle. But if Trump, if, if Trump decides to tweet, all is honky dory. Oh, okay. Forget about it. We're talking five thousand in the S and P. A phase one honky dory tweet, and Apple's a ten trillion dollar company. What about um, what about the, the? Have you done any work on the statistical significance of, of Groundhog Day coming up here in February? What what are your algos? Well, you I'm past Groundhog Day. What do you want to know about Groundhog Day? You should have given me you should have given me a heads up if you really wanted to talk about Groundhog. Well, no, what do you want to know about Groundhog Day? Well, you Don't you want to talk about the election? What what what, what, what if Trump loses the election? I'm I'm going to have to count on universal basic uh, income. <laughs> That's a one thousand one thousand months of sitting on my ass. That's pretty good. All right, Bill. Let's let's you know. I know you follow you know a lot of a lot of different sectors and a lot of different stocks. I do. Is there, is there been you know? I mean, I I I know your overall portfolio just by everything. But is there anything you know any sector you know right now that you that you're looking at? You know, like we were just talking. Oh, really definitely. That negative yeah, about the definitely. pot sector here. Are you going to be a? a well, let's start. Let's start. Let's start. Let's, let's, let's start with this. It's just it's on my mind. Bed Bath and Beyond. Yes. I, I took. I, I took such a bath on Bed Bath and Beyond. I couldn't get out of bed, and just when I thought it couldn't get worse, it went beyond. And I have. I, but it turns out I have a friend of mine, a very good friend. She she used to work. She just got fired from Bed Bath and Beyond. And I see this as a very positive sign because she was a terrible employee. She never did any work. She, she was always, she was, the only time she wasn't, when she didn't call in chick, she was there just stealing money. She was so bad that I actually think the company can finally be profitable now that they let Heidi go. She, she was holding, yeah, she was holding, she, I'm sure she was costing the company billions. So I'm, I'm calling it, this is the bottom at Bed Bath. Heidi is gone. Go long on Bed Bath. <laughs> but I hope I hope, I hope I hope 2020 was as good as uh, 2019 for me. That was an incredible year. My 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 best stock last year was Movie Pass. <laughs> <laughs>
I had, the business I of losing had, money I, here. <laughs> I had a one hundred percent, one hundred percent retracement on my on my investment. That's a hundred percent. And then I just let the house play with my money. Easy peasy. <laughs> That's a good one. All right, Bill, and then, um, every once in a while, give me a break. And then, then I started shorting Tesla at one seventy eight. Uh, good luck with that. I got, I got, I got the entry point from my Santiago reverse money flow oscillator, which is infallible. Reverse money flow oscillator. Bill, can you give us uh, one name you're looking at right now? I just told you, Bed Bath & Beyond. What else? What else? No. And he gave you Tesla, really? too. No, he didn't. Tesla the reverse right money oscillator. Says, says yeah. shorted at 170. Give me like something. Yeah. Like, oh, wait a second. Wait a second. My reverse money oscillator is telling me now's the time to buy pot stock. So I don't care what you just said. <laughs> MJ. Now is the time. You might be right on that one. I could get a bounce. Well, I'm, I'm hey, it. Never, how come he's uh, right and I'm wrong? <laughs> hey, Spencer, make sure you read that disclaimer after we get Bill he's off. He's right eh? and I'm wrong? <laughs> no. You know. Come on, I'm serious. These are act this is actual by trust me. The market is not overvalued. It's frothy. It's not overly frothy. It's it's just right frothy. It's it's Goldilocks frothy. It's all as well. It's honky dory frothy. <laughs> but the reason I tell you, you know why I'm not worried about the market? I know everyone has a different I'll tell you why I'm bullish. It's because they haven't sent Larry Kudlow out in a long time. <laughs> if they send Larry out, you're in trouble. You better get into cash before he opens his mouth. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Larry. The algos just like to uh, to short his face. I don't know why. What about um, you, guys, you, guys, you guys know the way that go ahead. Do you have any what about Bitcoin here? Have you done any investing? Oh in Bitcoin. Forget big forget Bitcoin. It's Santi coin. <laughs> I have my own coin. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Nice. It's fantastic. I want my I own can coin. make you it's easy. You have to have coins, you could have Dennis coins. You yeah, can have I want Bitcoins. Dennis coins. We actually joked about this when everybody was coming out with that, they had the kitty coin. We were going to come out with like the pre-market prep coin and it was going to, we were going to be Why billionaires. Didn't you? No, you have to make a person. It has to be your own name. Okay. Yeah. The, the Dennis coin. How are you doing? How, Dennis, Dennis, Dennis how's your health? I'm always, Dennis, how's your health? Are you taking enough vitamin good, C? Good, man. I'm good. Have you, I, don't, have you I don't do a lot of exercising. I eat McDonald's every other day because of my uh, two-year-old and my five-year-old. But besides that, I'm feeling you, good. Are you, are you are you back in the gym? Are you squatting? I know you were having a hard time with the squat. You were trying to squat. You feel like you're back for like a year. Are you okay? Yeah, the, yeah, the back's okay. The shoulder's okay. I still do nothing. So I'm, I'm fairly lazy when it comes to exercising. But I'm pushing up near all-time highs at 210 pounds. So I'm pretty impressed with myself. Big supported 200 <laughs> there, Dennis. I saw Dennis yesterday. Big supported 200 there. And uh, I'm buying the 220 calls there. God. You're buying hey, the hey. 220 calls. After he saw me eat lunch, he's buying the 220 calls on me. <laughs> has Joel? Oh, here comes my roast. Go ahead, Bill. Has Joel let you? Has, has Joel let you use his Peloton? <laughs> he sends me pictures of it though, and I, and I saw a bunch of clothes hanging on it. I saw. I actually saw. So he's had it for a week, and now it looks like it's become his own personal clothes hanger because I saw a bunch of clothes. I was so. I was so. I was. I was so angry when I heard Joe bought a Peloton. I'm like, this guy, this guy wants me to work for free at the Benzinga uh, thing, and he goes out <laughs> and buys himself a five thousand dollar bicycle that he's going to use once. 
No, no. You show the picture, Joel. You got to show the picture of all the clothes. Yeah, send me the picture. Joel, could, could you please send me a picture of your Peloton? That's what I need. Well, I, no, forget I, the Peloton. I tell, you, I, tell you, I tell you the product for the year. The Roomba, the iRobot Roomba. My, my reverse money flow oscillator is saying it's time to buy iRobot because this Roomba is an amazing product. Whenever of you have one? I, no, I don't. Dennis, you own iRobot. I got one, I got one for Christmas. I have the stock. Fantastic. I don't have the product. <laughs> the stock's been a complete dog. Um, the, I, what did you get? The what? Oh, the stock? Yeah, the yeah, iRobot stock. stock. It's been a bad one. Um, yeah, Bill, I just want to ask you, hold... before we The reverse you money there, oscillator likes that stock. They were listening to uh, Bill Santiago. He's a comedian, author, TV commentator, market aficionado. Um, and all of his views are not views expressed by Benzinga, pre-market prep, Dennis Dick Joel, or Spencer Israel. His views are his own. <laughs> here's some more. Okay, they're my views. Okay, I stand behind my views. This is actionable advice, okay? iRobot is bottoming according to a clear reverse sideways head and shoulder dandruff pattern. Check it out for yourself. <laughs> dandruff pattern. Wait. <laughs> <Yes. Right. laughs> what about just right. What about the IPO market? I got market? my own technical. What about what? the IPO market? Have you uh, have you been dabbling in Beyond Meat at all or Uber, Lyft? What about Beyond uh, Meat? Yeah, I'm actually I'm up I'm up I'm up 25% Uber. That's right. I said it. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. When the when the lockup was over and it didn't plummet, I said this is it and I got in. Check it out. What about Beyond Meat? I didn't mean to do that. I was trying to lose money. It didn't work out well for me. <laughs> Yes, I, I guess that was one of your better trades of uh, 2019, or maybe your best. Trade. Totally, actually, it was. It was. I, I don't. I'm not trying to make money. I think uh, right. people it, who do that it's an up, accident. Uh, it's an accident. Work out, right. It doesn't work out well. Right. It's an accident. Hey, can I ask you? What do you guys? Are you, Dennis, are you seriously bullish on Boeing? It's not going down. So, and yesterday, now you have the that, whole it's thing. It's a stock isn't going down, but the planes are. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> It got shot down though. This last one wasn't their fault, apparently. I yeah, say... I know it wasn't their fault. It was a. It, it was. It was. It was. Everyone was like, "Oh, they, hey, there were no casualties in, uh, uh, in in Iran's retaliatory attack." Yeah, if you don't count all the passengers on board the seven thirty seven that they shot out of the sky, yeah, it was like, "Oh, what a coincidence!" It happened on the same day. And they're yeah, trying right. to say it's unintentional. Give... They're trying to say it's unintentional, but box. it sounds fishy to me. Yeah. But you know, you know uh, that 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 Boeing. Uh, everyone says it was a software fix. It's not a software fix. They 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 engineered. They re-engineered the whole the plane all wrong. They moved the they moved the engines up instead of redesigning the plane because they wanted to make some more money on those engines by putting it in the same fuselage, and it totally screwed up the aerodynamics of of the plane. And so they tried to fix a plane that doesn't fly with software in a way that countermands the pilot's basic instincts. When he wants to go up, the plane pulls down. <laughs> All right, Bill. Let's see if there's uh, just one more stock that I want to get uh, to some commentary from. After when I get serious, you guys cut me off. Did, we, Disney. We, we got scared with the Boeing <laughs> roast. <laughs> <laughs> what about Disney? What about the House of Mouse? I know you got a couple youngsters. Uh, what do you think of Disney here at 145 and change? The kids, the kids hate it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I can't, I can't, I can't get enough of the old Herbie movies. I, I could watch those. I could watch those for years. Herbie, they're, oh, the Herbie original Mary Poppins. That's me. But the kids, the kids, they're on. They're on to other things. 
And I'm going to ask you this question again. When are you coming to Detroit? I think I could get at least. Me. I am never coming to Detroit. Oh, oh wait. I'll tell you where I will go. <laughs> I want to spend a July in Halliburton, but I'm not coming to Detroit. With, with the black flies. With the black flies. Yeah, that sounded good. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, it's fun. That's fun. Bill, you tell, and Bill, just tell people when you listen to our show and how you listen to our show. I listen to your show. Uh, it depends. I, I try to listen to it every day when I'm uh, on the uh, M10 bus heading down uh, Frederick Douglass uh, Avenue in New York City to pick up uh, my girls at school. But sometimes I, uh, I miss that for a while and then I have to binge. And, uh, so you binge I, uh, watch? I, to... I binge listen. I binge listen. Yeah. It sounds do... like you've learned a lot. Oh, I've learned a lot. Yeah, I've learned a lot. You guys are very, you guys are very, I'm not educational, but you guys are. What I say is actionable. You guys, you know, I've just learned things from you, but I, I actually act on my, on my gauges and oscillators. All right. Bill Santiago is a trader. And as you could probably tell, also a comedian. Bill, thanks so much for joining us and have a good weekend. Anytime. All right. All time best interview. I know Dennis doesn't like me saying that. I don't want to offend anybody, but right there, folks. Bill's always awesome. Oh, man. I'm dying here. I'm yeah, gonna, maybe I'm, maybe whatever Bill says, maybe consider doing the opposite. Just <laughs> That's exactly what he <laughs> said. Read the disclaimer, Spencer. Yeah. Read yeah. the disclaimer. Make yeah, sure yeah, you yeah, read I it today. Of all you. days, this yeah. is the day to read our disclaimer. <laughs> all right. Um, what about here? Let's talk about Grubhub here. They came out and there is a report yeah. that they're considering strategic alternatives, which is code for a sale. They came out and said, nope, no, nah, we're not. We're not well, doing that. Let's rewind the tape to yesterday. What did I say yesterday? Can you refresh my memory? You said that there was no sale here. Yeah. And I said the only sale I would be doing is selling the stock when it was $55. It's 50. So there you go. 10% a day. I mean, and uh, also, I it, said, it was just it, when you, they start selling. When you see these companies, we're going to sell ourselves, and more often than not, it's but it just wasn't the, the it wasn't talking. from the company. It wasn't. From I thought the it was. No, it was Deal not. Reporter. It was from this place called Deal Reporter. Uh, I was talking with Brent Slava on our news desk uh, earlier, and they break. I mean, they break. Deal headlines. Reporter breaks stuff. They're they're legit. Well, they, listen, this is what Brent said. They break headlines every so often. Brent cannot remember a single time where their headline actually came to fruition where there, I think there has been some time. So I'm, I'm not, I, I've, I've actually, I can't, whatever remember. it is, they have a very poor batting average. We'll, we'll put it that way. Maybe they, they should change their name to said non-deal reporter. In any I mean, case, they're reporting you, rumors, right? So sorry, yeah, they're, they're reporting rumors. In any case, Grubhub came out and said, no, no sale. Yeah, we talked about Dennis. I know you, you uh, talked about it as well. I, I talked about when you're buying stocks, on this kind of news, on this kind of anticipation, you gotta have follow through. You gotta hear that news pretty quickly in order for something to transpire. And then I heard Walmart. What the hell? Why? Yeah, there was a Walmart, Walmart rumor, and I was like, that makes no sense at all. Yeah. Why? So let's go back to 140 sure. on Wednesday when this news originally broke, and it was actually by the Wall Street Journal. So I just want to clarify it all. So sure. Grub, and I'm reading from you know sure. the Wall Street Journal is so Grub is considering a possible sale of the company or an acquisition due to increased competition in the food delivery sector and decline in, in its shares. Cites people familiar with the matter, according to the Wall Street Journal. So originally, it looks like this was actually the Wall Street Journal. Maybe Deal Reporter added some color to it. When that color obviously maybe wasn't correct, I'm not sure the whole Deal Reporter stuff. But when you get stuff from the Wall Street Journal, 
you got to pay attention. But what the Wall right. Street Journal, and this is what I was reading originally, they're considering selling themselves. Well, isn't everybody considered selling themselves at a certain point in time when their stock price in the gutter? I mean, that looks like a scramble tactic, not a comp- not like a tactic that, oh, we're doing so great that, you know, we're going to, you know, now put ourselves for sale. No, we're doing crappy. And it, they cite increased competition in the food delivery sector and decline its shares is the reason they want to sell themselves. So it sounds like they're selling themselves because they're not doing that great. That's not the kind of stock I want to. So, you know, it's down five points here today. Maybe there's something that materializes. You never know. M&A can always happen here. But um, I think the easy money, what I said yesterday too, the easy money has been made in GRUB. And I, I said, I think from a personal perspective, if I owned it, I would be selling it. So that's what I said yesterday. I don't think the story is any different here today. I mean, you're losing five more points here, but... I think this thing could eventually continue to drift lower. So I'm not a fan of GRUB. Sorry, GRUB longs. Right. All right, Spencer, we got a few minutes here. Why don't you, we'll let you uh, take the Well, what about, um, Spencer? No. Yeah, I was going to say is, is uh, I was looking at the pre-market movers this morning and I saw SAVA, our friend from last week, was popping. Uh, is there life here still, Dennis? Or is there an insider buy again? Why is it popping? I didn't actually get that far, but I mean, I'm just trying we'll, to see if there's more insider well off, buys. Well, here. off the highs, well off the highs from last week. Uh, we're still hanging I, out I, I believe the story is over here too. Okay. So you know, and and, and, and you know, maybe some insider buys, maybe the drug comes out there. So there can always be reasons to change their mind. Yeah. But as of right now, when I look at this chart, I see you know, I think those ten, you know, this couple tops of ten. I don't think we're getting back up there. And if we get anywhere near nine or ten dollars, I think you have a lot of people who chase this thing that would be wanting out. So all of a sudden, you're going to have a little bit of overhead supply issue starting in this one. It was going straight up. You don't have any overhead supply. It can continue to go up. Now you've topped out. Now you know, and I think when I look at this, it all depends on you know that drug too. If the drug comes out and it's positive, I guess mm-hmm. you know that changes everything. But just ignoring all of that, ignoring fundamentals, just looking at it technically here. I think the story is over in SABA. I got it. Dennis, you're probably going to figure out what I'm going to say about this one. Fundamentally, I don't know anything about the the company. No, we don't. Uh, They have a drop. Spinner's saying it caught an upgrade today. I had not. I I don't know where. I don't see that. I don't see that either. Maybe it did. But. Straighting up like an upgrade. What what I will say here is that, boom, how high did you get? You got over $10, not quite the 1095. I remember talking about that, right? No follow through through $11. You had a four point decline to the $7 area on Wednesday. So now you're trading up, you're trading up 70 cents. If this stock is for real, and if this thing, or this is just my opinion and not an actual trading idea, but nine bucks, Take back half of that move. You got a lot of people stuck over nine nine fifty here. They're hoping to get their money back. So look at nine bucks. That's the fifty percent retracement. You haven't seen there yet. You get to nine over nine. Close over nine three days in a row. Yeah, the party's back on here, and perhaps we'll go up and test that ten ninety five. But uh, love the nine dollar level here. Currently trading at eight sixty three, up seventy cents getting a little relief pop nine dollars that's my level today so you're saying that's the resistance point nine major 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 resistance and you're 863 you're just away from that right now so you'd be more prone to sell it in the high eights than to buy it oh oh for sure for sure okay we're just clarifying 
But on the way up, I probably would have been more willing to sell it for than buy it for. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, I bought this thing in the two-handle, and I sold it just in the high two-handle. And I was like, oh, I look pretty silly for that. But that's just me. I, I, I got I that scalper wanna... blood. I can't seem to shake it. I have the FIFO problem, first in, first out, all those issues. Alex talks about it with me on Twitter and definitely have FIFO problems. Okay, I do so I'm get... good at getting in. I'm bad at getting out. I, I do want to get to the Six Flags uh, headline. They, they caught a downgrade this morning from Wells Fargo, but more than that, there was an 8K out Whoa. that talked about their China parks, their China branded parks, and how Is- they are not progressing as the company had expected them to. Like no one's going there? That's wow. why I didn't, I didn't like to look at the 8K. That's just the summary of what it said. Wow. Okay, Dennis, do you want to make any commentary on the – is it Cedar Point here? No, no that's flags. fun. Yeah, oh, Cedar Point fun. is fun. But fun is-, is probably going to be down in sympathy here, so don't think you're going to get off scot-free if you own FUN. Uh, FUN is already trading down 1.5%. I wouldn't be surprised. if it, It's some significant support on FUN in the 53.5 area. If it takes that out, that is concerning as well. But, you know, you do have some dividend protection on FUN. I mean, you could say you have dividend protection on SIX as well, but this is ugly. Um, I don't know what this means. I mean, you think about the bull market that we've been in and this six flags just continues to go down. Um, it's been a value trap and it obviously continues to be a value trap here. FUN has not went down like the six flags has, but that's still concerning to me as well. So I don't know why, you know, they're not doing as well as they used to here, but I'll tell you, um, you know, the trend is definitely not your friend here. Is this an over? Is this you know the, the capitulatory yeah, yeah. event where everybody washes out and gets the hell out? Potentially, you know the dividend is attractive as it approaches ten percent, but you know this is not good news. Um, so I think I, 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 I instead of trying to you know pick the bottom, like I said, it's very difficult to do. I'm gonna wait for the dust to settle on this one and then reanalyze. But this is just not you know down seventeen percent after you know having being so weak for the last year and a half as well. This is ugly. Oh, step down seller in here. Someone wants out and they want out bad there's here. Multiple people that want out, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me put an S on that. Step down sellers here. Yeah. Right? Step down sellers. They got the, the hammer on this thing. You haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen a, a green bar here in, in quite some time. So, so, uh, so it's the China they're citing here? Spencer? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I would uh, say they have co-branded I, parks in China. If I had, so it sounds like they're possibly even getting rid of them. Oh, if they had to take it right down for that, I'm just going to go to the monthlies here for you, and I'm going to go all the way back to October of 2014, and you had a low at 31.77. So just so I don't miss it, if I was short, I get a bit out there at 32 dollars. That's still another, you know four or five dollars away from here i don't know if we're going to see it today uh but that really there's your monthly support here in six flags and then i've getting a couple of questions here about nlok and is that the one that was paying that big dividend is that correct they were like they, they just yes. announced last night they announced Joel. A special dividend yeah and it's a big one like look at the size of this special dividend they just announced a 12 dollar special dividend last night so half of the stock's price basically they're going to give out in a special dividend 
Um, you've seen the thing only trade up 66 cents. And it used to be special divvies, the stocks used to really fly on those. And they haven't for the last little while. And I used to play it. I used to see like, you know, a special dividend come out in a headline press release, you know, and it's significant. I would buy the stock up. You know, if it was $5, I'd buy the stock up a buck because usually it would go up a couple bucks on that. But it hasn't been the case as of late. The special dividends have not moved the stocks like they used to. And I don't usually even play them too much anymore. Like, I mean, trade them and trade those headlines. So um, a special dividend of $12 sounds pretty awesome for shareholders, but it also says like, like why? I mean, like why what's I mean for, yeah, why? What's that mean for the company? You know, you're giving, you know, $12. You say you have a lot of money. You don't know what to do with it. You're just getting rid of it. What does it mean for the company going forward? You know, there's a lot of question marks around why. And then the stock, wherever the stock's at, you know, it's going to go down. I mean, theoretically. Yeah, you don't just get a free 12 bucks. I yeah. mean, you get $12 and the stock's going to fall by $12 on the X date for that. So, yeah. you know, there's no free lunch here. Um, you know, sometimes I talk about dividend capture and sometimes the stock doesn't fall quite as much as, you know, the special dividend. And sometimes I, I do trade those around those events where, you know, maybe, you know, you try to get a $12 dividend and the stock only falls 11 and you make a buck. I mean, you know, but you don't don't think you know it's gonna you know gonna make twelve dollars here. It's not the case. Yeah, I think uh, I, someone's been uh, accumulating. I think it's BZ Tokyo has been uh, uh, been talking about this one, and uh, because they announced it a while ago, so I don't know. It, if you were playing this ahead of that dividend, when so did they announce the X date on it? I don't think so yet. Okay. I have not seen that. They just announced it last night. I did not see if they announced the actual data, yeah. but yet I'm sure that's coming though. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, just you want to read the press release? No, they did announce the X date. So here you go. Yeah. I'm reading the press release now. This came out last night at 4:15. Company today uh, announced special dividend, one time $12, returning over $8 billion of capital to shareholders. The dividend is payable on January 31st uh, to shareholders as a record of January 23rd. So the X date is actually, and this is the confusing part. The X dates are always messed up on these special dividends. They're saying the X date is February the 3rd. So it's always confusing with this big special dividends when they're over 20%. And they mess these up sometimes too. So you got to really be careful. If you're trading around these dates. I have seen them mess these things up where they adjust it, you know, and the exchange adjusts and, and they miss and they get it the wrong date. So you always be careful on the, on the X dividend plays around these special dividends because I have seen them messed up a lot of times. Like I remember trading TiVo once and it was supposed to have like a dollar special dividend. I think it was TiVo. And it was the, when the stock was trading like two or $3. So it was like a literally like a 30 or 40%, you know, of the stock price. And they had the X dividend date wrong and the stock went down a dollar adjusting for it because exchanges had it marked the wrong day. And everybody who sold it down there was selling on the wrong day was the next day they had the date wrong so these things can get tricky at times for the exchanges to get it exactly right too because the special dividends work differently than the regular dividends as the x dates do so the x dates are actually after the pay dates which is just it's all confusing all right uh that'll be it for our show i want to thank everyone for bearing with us through some uh internet outage issues at the top of the hour uh, or top of the last hour, I should say now. Thanks to our guest, Bill Santiago. Please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes only and not for investing or trading advice, especially today's show. <laughs> you can always catch our podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, 
or rewatch our show on youtube.com slash TV. Everyone have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you on Monday.